0: hey welcome to the pondering theologian podcast i'm the host nathaniel on today's episode i want to address a question that i've been asked uh, many a times in my life and uh at times I've seen argued back and forth, and for a long time I didn't really think that this issue was much of anything. Uh, than you know, just some disagreement or bickering that at times didn't really, I didn't really think needed to even be discussed. Um, and I think in part that was because I was cocky and thought that I had the answer to the question. Um, but I have since come to believe a little differently as I've grown in maturity and just expanded my, my thought range. And that topic or that question is, will animals go to heaven or will my pet go to heaven? And it sounds strange to some, I'm sure, but, but hear me out for a few minutes. Because um, this is an important issue to some people, uh, to many people for that matter. And I think my first experience with the topic or with the question was with the film All Dogs Go to Heaven. Shout out to all my elder millennial siblings who watched this as a child. And if you haven't seen it, it is a great nostalgic film. Um, And if you're into older animation styles, it's definitely something to check out. But the crux of the story is that there's this dog who was murdered Rejected heaven in an attempt to deal with the murderer and get revenge. And in the process, ends up helping and save this little girl. Uh, It's full of the good versus evil uh, journey to learn what's right in the world. It's just an interesting story. But anyway, that was my first experience to this topic of animals in heaven. Um, And which at that time, when the film Uh, When I watched that film, I posed it to a family member. You know, would uh, dogs actually go to heaven? And I was told no. And the reason was they gave that dogs don't have souls or animals don't have souls. And I believe that for a long time is kind of the bread and butter of the issue. However, um, as I grew older, um, I ended up starting leading a high school youth group when I was in high school uh, up through some college. And in that time, this question came up. uh, Not all the time, but often enough that at some point, um, I realized just how important this topic was to many people, many youths, many adults. Because there's a lot of people out there who love their pets or or just love animals in general and as someone who didn't believe they were going to heaven i was in this weird position because i've always loved and appreciated animals in different uh, ways and i guess looking back it was strange to be in this weird position of loving animals sometimes very deeply but not believing they would be in heaven um when I met my wife um, and we've been together for over a decade now, and in that time we have had animals, multiple animals in our house, um, just you know, living and loving on them and them on us. And I've had to revisit this question uh, because it became more important to me. Um, and I wouldn't say that there is necessary, like, solid, hardcore proof that I found um, given in a lot of arguments out there to, to persuade one way or the other. Um, but I have come to a position on the topic, which, again, kind of motivated this episode. Um, I'm going string, to uh, string you along here with my throp thought progression. And for me, it started in Matthew, my position, which is that I believe they will be in heaven. Uh, Animals will be. Um, But we start first in Matthew 6, which says, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Uh, Matthew 10 uh, says, aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. Even all the hairs on your head are numbered. So do not be afraid. You are more valuable than many sparrows. Um, a lot of times we focus on the how much God cares for you or how valuable we are part of these verses, which are important aspects of these two sections of Matthew. But. Um, and i i don't want to discredit the, that general narrative in the bible but i want to hyper focus in on the the part about the sparrows in these verses because both of these sections highlight how the birds are cared for by god and the fact that where they fall or or it could be translated where they die or when they die is in accordance with god's plan, and care for creation. And I think that speaks to the fact that there is something special about all creation, which really shouldn't be an argument, but I, I just follow me for a minute. Uh, the fact of the matter is that God provides for all of creation, all aspects of what God created. From the Genesis story, we see that God created the animals and plants and all the other vast parts of the universe in grand detail before god even gets to humans Um, and there is a charge given to adam after adam's creation to care for um, for creation and to to name uh, name it um you know if we think of moses god provided for creation even in cleansing it god cared enough to provide to make sure that the sparrows had a place to nest during the flood and provide And there are other spots in the Bible, but I want to kind of keep it a little bit smaller of an episode um, and, and thinking more just in that spot in Matthew. I mean, how much does God care for those sparrows? Um, I mean, which God loves birds because they show up throughout the first and second Testament a lot. God uses ravens, doves, quails, owls, sparrows, amongst others throughout the whole of the Bible. From different things, from from the ark to bringing messages to being the representation of the spirit coming down on Jesus and all sorts of other things. And the fact that God uses animals to um, Impart self-revelation to bring glory to God, to honor uh, to God, honor God. I think speaks to the fact just how important they are in creation and then and how important they are to God. Why would God not provide for something that He cared for? Um. And kind of continuing on here logistically, I don't know that it, it matters too much exactly what we describe heaven as, um, and that perhaps is an episode for another day. Um, but if we just think of Revelation, it talks about the the second coming and the new earth or new creation or re-bir- uh, re re. Born, re-established. Um, the, the whole earth will be a recreation of the garden, and the glory of the temple will cover it. Um, and so on. And if if that is the case, why would there not be animals in heaven? Um, and, and I've heard these arguments against animals being in heaven, even, even as an adult surprisingly increasingly um, but but why would there not be if God is a god of love and goodness and we have animals exhibiting these glorifying acts in the Bible um, but also we have animals that provide in in so many ways emotional psychological support companionship love guidance and and so, and, and so on it it, it just it seems akin to me of what humankind offers to each other and and does in honoring God. I mean, if you really want to get into the weird and specific moments to the question, um, people will go on about, do animals even have souls? And, and I would argue that animals very well could have souls. Matthew 28 um, describes the story of the two demon-possessed men. And that uh, they asked Jesus' permission to go out of the men and into the pigs that then run down the hill and are destroyed. So they had to ask Jesus' permission to go into the pigs, which I find interesting. But also, and, and, and no, I'm not a expert on de- de- demonic possessions or Demonic forces and all of the specifics, but I would I would imagine that there needs to be some form of consciousness to be able to possess something, to possess some being. That is that seems to be my understanding. Again, I'm not an expert on demonic possessions, um, but if we continue on, even Thomas Aquinas. A famous philosopher, theologian, wrote about animals having a soul, but it wasn't. uh, He doesn't. He doesn't write about it as having uh, them having souls like humans. They have a different type of soul. Saint Francis of Assisi saw animals as like uh, these creatures to be honored and respected. Um, and kind of leans that way and supporting this almost not human-like soul. Um, but yet we have traditional Catholicism and many other branches of Christianity that hold that animals don't have souls or the ability to go to heaven. Not all churches are beliefs, though. Um, you know, there are churches and congregations that believe and affirm that animals will be in heaven and that there are things they do to support that position. I'll get to that more in a moment. But I have seen several arguments to say that there's not a way for animals to go to heaven because they do not know what's right for wrong, for instance. And I mean, the argument essentially is that animals aren't moral. Um, But I think an argument about a moral creation is a flawed one. Because I think I have seen so many moments of love, grace, compassion, and and choosing the quote-unquote right thing in animals than I have time to tell. Um, You know, there's dogs, horses, so many others, emotional support animals, um, even cats, which I'm not the biggest cat person, Um, but even cats uh, that I have seen out wild roam in the streets of big cities that I've lived in. um, I've seen just come up and start loving on people or be kind to other animals. You know, there are primates in captivity and in the wild who exhibit moral behavior, knowing what's right or wrong. Um, I don't know that we can say animals are not moral. Maybe not your specific idea of moral, but I I don't think there's can be a holistic argument against animals not being moral. Um, You know, and stepping back, i mean, going back to churches and congregations that do affirm that one's pets will be in heaven. There are some I know that have offered baptism for one's pets, which might sound strange to some of you continue to hear me out. Uh, in Mark 16, it says, Jesus said to them, Go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Um, and and which leads to, if your pet has a soul and is baptized, that would kind of fit into this commandment here to preach to all creation and baptize it. In um, and all of the the... the aforementioned stuff I think leads to my position, which is that I believe at this time that animals will be in the new creation, uh, the new earth or, or heaven. Firstly, because I struggle to see any validity in an argument against it. But secondly, because I just do not see why we need an argument about it. Um, you know, if we just, revisit uh, the interview with jerusha van camp she made a point I believe it was in episode one that even if we just have a do no harm rule there's there's so much good that could be done in the LGBTQ space and in accepting them and including them and I think that that just needs to be a general Christian rule which it kind of is if we look at Jesus but it is not so in so many places in the world, unfortunately. But if, if we just had like a do no harm rule, there's no reason you need to argue this. I don't see any reason that you need to argue this. Um, but again, I do not see a strong enough argument for there not being animals or pets in heaven. And I believe that to be true. Um. There's, there's not a way that this would negatively impact your faith or your experience here on earth. And that sounds kind of strong, but I believe that, I mean, even if you are scared of animals or despise them for some reason, right? Like I have strongly despised cats at points in life. Um, and and that is your basis for wishing for it not to be true. If we were to believe that God created everything in perfect order and at the moment of the reforming of that perfect earth. We, we, we won't have to fear wild or aggressive animals or worry about their attitudes towards us or ours towards them because harmony will be restored to a level that we can't really understand at this point in time, because we live in a world of just ridiculous conflict and, and, and no harmony. You know, but just stepping back, if you're more of a logical thinker, I I don't think there's adequate proof for you to say definitively one way or the other, because there's just some things that we cannot know till we get there. It's like the age old question, what does God look like? There is not one image that we can know or can comprehend because we're all made in the image of God. We all look a little bit different, but we are not the creation that was formed in the beginning so we cannot even speculate until we are in heaven um so all of that to be said i'd love to hear what you think you know i'm open to disagreements i'm open to conversations about this let me know what you think you know do you agree do you disagree do you think you have definitive proof that they won't be in heaven or, or something that you want to talk about. I am open to it. You can reach out to me with all the contact information in the show notes. We have the website, email, social media. Um, reach out. I do want to make one final point or note here, though. If we go back to that do no harm rule, do no harm thought, don't just dismiss this. Because for some people, this is a big thing in their life and in their faith. You know, if God created everything with such care and love, but God does not love all of creation enough for you and your pet to be in heaven together, that is not a sign of a holy, loving God for some. And you might scoff at that. But this this is something, again, I don't think that needs to be argued out in the streets, out in the pews, because it can cause more harm than good. So, that's my thought. That's my position. I appreciate y'all listening thus far. Again, reach out to me. Let me know what you think. I hope you are doing well. If you're interested in more of this, you know, again, let me know. Um, know that God loves you so much there's nothing that you can do about that or anyone else for that matter and we'll see you in the next episode